in devotion to truth. The podcast experience. My story of Dharma, sacred learnings from my last eight years. You beautiful souls, good morning from Sydney. My name is Loa. I am so looking forward to be here with you and to share my teachings and learnings from the last eight years of living my purpose, how it all started and all the in-between phases and where I am at now. And um, yeah, it's unbelievable. Preparing for this episode was a journey itself. And I prepared it in like phases, in, in phases of Dharma. You can imagine if you think about your, your last eight years, what happened in your life. I'm like, I don't even know where to start. Um, and then it was pretty, pretty meaningful. So much came through. I will share five phases. So in these eight years, I would say my Dharma had like five main phases and I gave every single phase, I gave it a name and it, it feels like every single phase is like a whole life I lived. It's unbelievable. And um, then in the end, I prepared as well um, six learnings that I had, like my main learnings. And of course, there are so many more and they will come through while I'm sharing the story. But in the end, I as well prepared like what were actually my main takeaways, my main learnings, my main teachings of the last eight years of living my Dharma. So I hope you're ready. Grab a tea, grab a coffee and let's get into it. started in Cologne in Germany. I was born and raised in Cologne and the start, I, I would call this phase the start because it was never in my mind even in like that I want to be self-employed one day. I was a very regular woman <laughs> I would say. Um, I studied business administration. I was super fascinated about sports and I loved running and um, I was preparing for like half marathons and stuff. And I studied business administration because I knew I wanted to manage something. <laughs> I just, it just, I was just drawn to it. I was, it just pulled me. And um the start in becoming self-employed, it was it was hard. I, I am the first, let's say, successful entrepreneur in my family. I didn't have a great example of like, yeah, you can just live your dreams. You can build your own company. You can just do whatever you want to do and believe in yourself and travel the world and create an online business or an offline business. Um, it was never even in my mind. And so the voices of, hey, but you need a safe job. Are you sure you want to do this? But how about the insurances and this and that? And what if you are becoming pregnant? And what about this? So after my business administration studies, I worked for a big, big company. They had 3000 employees and I wrote as well my bachelor thesis there in the healthcare department and my interest and my 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 desire and my intention and my prayer there was to bring more health and more personal development more talent management into the company so 
pretty fast I ended up as well during my studies already I worked there and pretty fast I ended up like being the assistant of the general manager um, and of the CEO and like preparing presentations and um, and I remember the head of personal development he was saying to me Loa I have a sense you're too innovative, too modern for this big, big company. And now looking back, I actually would say he was one of my mentors on my journey because he truly saw me. He truly saw my talent. He was like mentoring me to, you know, I was in the assessment centers and um, really like I had, yeah, I felt really honored to, um, to yeah almost like share my share my voice with such important humans in this company and so my dream was oh this this was as well like the majority of the company were men and so my kind of dream was to to as a woman to really um, lead the healthcare department and to bring new innovative ideas into that company and show as well what's possible as a woman. And so it's very interesting how this whole story ended was in the end, um, they didn't took me. And it was already like almost like set in stone actually that I get the job after my studies. I already wrote my bachelor thesis there. It was all like, this is amazing. Um, and then in the end, they didn't took me and it was, oh my God, my heart was breaking. You have no idea. Like looking back now, I'm like, oh my God, it was as if the whole ground was just like, you have no ground anymore. And I wasn't even, um, I wasn't even trying to get another job or, you know, like looking for other companies because this was the company. And I saw myself growing old there and like taking, bringing all of my devotion and dedication into that company. Now looking back, I'm like, oh my God, now I understand. Um, and he was right. I was too innovative and too modern. And my the ideas I wanted to bring bring into the company, I think they wouldn't they wouldn't actually land. And so I changed into a startup company um, where it was all about fitness and um, yeah, yoga, fitness. I really got to know the German market in in personal training, CrossFit, fitness, yoga, and I was there as a sales manager. And I actually wanted to be more in, cre in a creative department, but they were like, no, you're really good in sales and we need you in the sales department. I'm like, okay, I can do that. And beside that, I already started to follow my passion in, in fitness. So I got licensed as a personal trainer, as a fitness coach, and as well as a um, nutritionist. So I was like, just day and night, I was studying the body, food, fitness. It was so fascinating for me. And I think I got like a lot of inspiration and a lot of my drive and fire in my life came actually from following my passion besides my job. So beside that startup, I was like then sales manager and I had like many moments where I was like, I hate this. I just don't want to do it. I hate the task. I don't want to do this. And I started already being self-employed and doing outdoor workouts in the park. And I had like, you know, every Tuesday, I think, and every Sunday I had my, my outdoor workouts in Cologne still and did some personal training, some uh, food coaching. And I already like started to coach people and like be, be a mentor for, for many, many um, humans. And that was wild because I, at that point, I didn't know my own potential. At that point, I was really, I was like, oh, this is so fun. And I just want to, you know, actually follow my passion and follow my joy. And it feels really true for me as well in like working out with these other humans and there's community and there's, um, there's health. And I always was passionate about health. And so I was just actually doing that 
not for building a big business. I was doing that to have fun. I was doing that to, to be in community. I was doing that for my own health as well. And so it took me over a year to be fully self-employed. So beside my 40 hours a week job in the startup company, I was building step-by-step step my own business. And so as well here, my first recommendation, if you're building your own business, start slow, step-by-step. Step. I'm not a fan of this. And then I quit my job and then I just let go of everything. And I flew to whatever, New York City. And then I lived my dream. And for me, it was very, very different. And I actually really loved it that I could do it step-by-step step because for me, that meant the healthy way for my nervous system, for my mind. This is a big expansion. It's like, oh, I'm I'm the first one in the family doing this. I, I didn't have any friends being being successfully self-employed as well and so I was really on my own on that time whilst I had amazing community and always amazing friends and always amazing partners who was as well who were as well supporting my journey so and I as well got to know especially in the in the one-on-one personal training and food coaching this was like 2016 2017 these two years were like in full dedication of actually um, being seen in Cologne, um, making my name and just consistency, consistency, consistency. It was Christmas, Loa is doing her workouts. It was Eastern, Loa was doing her workouts. It was New Year's Eve or like the first day of the year. And I was just building community, I guess. And it was beautiful. And like when I look back on that time, I said, I think I, when I had my first thousand, thousand euros per month, I'm like, this is it. I'm living my dream life. I earn my money through my passion. How is this even possible? My gratitude was exploding every single day that I, that, that the nature was my office. My one-on-one personal trainings and the outdoor workouts were, were my office. And so but even there as well, I had many little jobs as well. I was um, doing like the moderation of running events. I was training for a marathon um, back then. Um, I was doing running groups. I, w- I got even sponsored then um, by Essex um, and was one of the experts in the Essex training squad. There was like an, many experts were coming together uh, Essex front runners, um, you know, like people who are really, really good in what they do, uh, athletes. And that was like almost, it was, it was a fascinating time. I was in these, like my, a lot of my, um, colleagues were athletes. And so two times training per day or four hours in movement was very, very natural and normal for me at that time. And so I learned a lot about the body. I learned a lot about self-love, especially as well in the whole, um, athlete scene and personal trainings and food coaching, people who wanted to lose weight, you know, I was confronted a lot with these topics. And so I saw a lot of patterns from a lot of humans, like why, why are they doing what they're doing? Why are they eating what they're eating? Why are they talking about their, their body? How are they talking about their body? Why are they coming to these workouts? Why are we stronger together in community? Why is it so beautiful and motivating to work out together in nature, in community? You know, like I, I understood a lot about, I guess, life in that time. And back then I was like, I could do this forever. I just love my job. I love what I do so, so much. Um, to a point that I had events with, in the end, 80, 80 humans in the park. And so it got really big. And I think this was as well the point where I was like, okay, I got to do something with this because this is fucking beautiful. Um, so many people are showing up and oh, it really showed me what's possible. I was so amazed by what's possible. And so... This was phase one. Lua actually got self-employed. I was alone. 
Um, but I was happy. I was building my Instagram. I was writing blogs. I was in CrossFit. I was running a lot and I had a lot of community and got to know so many people. I think already there in these two years, I worked with over a thousand humans and guided them to a more fulfilled life. And I as well understood, especially in food coaching and in personal training, of course, as well, like how much it's just not about just the food or fitness. It, it turned very quickly into life coaching and into mindset and into how you think and how you behave and literally behavioral patterns and psychology. And so I learned psychology not by reading books and studying and researching, But I learned psychology by working with so many humans and understanding what they actually needed to feel fulfilled, to feel authentically happy in their life and in their body. And so that was phase number one. And phase number two, I call it from Cologne to Berlin and Bali. So it was, it felt like, oh my God, there's so much more than just Cologne. And I remember I did like fit food workshops and um, I had like my Essex front running group every Thursday. I was like uh, um, leading a running group for Runners Point in, in Cologne. And so I had my running group there and my CrossFit group there and my um, outdoor workout group there. So everyone who was in this chapter with me and who's listening to this right now, thank you so much because you, in the end, showed me what's possible. And yeah, I look back with so much gratitude and such an open heart to that, to that beginning of my journey. So thank you so much if you're listening to this and you are part of this. And please let me know. Please let me know. So the phase number two was from Cologne to Bali and Berlin. It was like this expansion of like now whole Germany. I wanted to be in service to more humans. I wanted to expand. I wanted to, I saw the potential of what what's happening. I was like, oh my God, imagine I could, I could lead even maybe other trainers. And then we can do this like, you know, in many cities in Germany, this has so much potential. And so I call the phase number two, ready to take off. I'm living my dream life. And This was a big, big, big expansion phase. And I would say that was like 2000, end of 2017, 2018, 2019, 2000, yeah, likely 20, like three, three and a half years. Um, and I was, I was a lot in Bali. I co-founded a company with my ex-partner. Many of you know him team one and everything was growing really really fast i created my first online courses around in the beginning personal trainings and fitness and nutrition i was doing live cooking shows per zoom with humans all around germany and it really worked and i was very very devoted to you know just show how easy and beautiful a healthy lifestyle can be in that chapter as well, I, oh, I remember, I just need to tell you that story. I remember launching my very first online course and I have only worked offline before. I was the whole time just in the park, personal trainings and uh, doing, you know, one-on-one -on -one coaching, sometimes on, on the phone, but I, I wasn't so much in the online work um, in the online world for doing work. I had my Instagram, but I didn't use it as, um, as actually coaching or doing something online. So it was big for me to then decide, okay, let's create an online course. So every single human in Germany, and that was all in German back then, um, can be part of this and can have a piece of the cake, you know? So I created uh, Loa Fresh. Um, this was my online course all around fitness and nutrition. And the first, the first online course, I said, okay, like how many humans? Maybe 30 or maybe 20. 
And then in the end, I decided, okay, you know what? Like, I think in, it was in the very, in the very minute that I decided, you know what? I, I would love to see when I'm opening 50, five, zero places, spots for this online course, if it's actually getting filled and if, you know, and if not, and if I'm just there with 10 humans, that's perfect as well. So it was really like a test for me of like, is this actually working? I have no idea. And I had a lot of curiosity and joy. And by, by then I already, I was one month living in Bali um, and got mentored a lot by, by many, many amazing mentors. And so there was this expansion phase of, so I'm not doing the offline um, offline group workouts anymore in Cologne. I'm switching everything to online and I'm seeing, is this actually working? So there was as well a lot of fear in the moment of like, I'm, I could lose everything here right now. I mean, of course I could be go back to Cologne and just start doing, doing the workouts again, but I wanted to expand and I wanted to see, is this actually possible? So I, of course I had the fear of like, is this working? Is this not working? Is anyone showing up for that? And so in the first, I think eight hours of the first day of the launch, I was prepared to launch like for a week or two. And in the first eight hours, all the 50 places were just booked and gone. And so there it was. I had my first 10,000 euros back then and I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh my God. And the pressure of then showing up of like, now I need to deliver. Now I need to actually prove that this is working. So this was my very first online course and it went amazing. I only had beautiful feedback in the end. People had amazing, amazing results. And even now I get messages from people who did my very first online course and who had sustainable change in their life. And that is really what's making me so, so happy that my online courses were never like a fast transformation. It, it was all about principles you could actually live from your whole life. And so <laughs> if you were part of this, I'm sending you so much love. Um, it expanded then into this is so much more than food and fitness. And it all expanded into my brand True Power. I started a podcast. The podcast became very successful. It was um, number one in in the German health charts. Um, so I recorded a lot of podcasts. I created then the True Power online course. And it was all about living your most authentic self, the journey to your most authentic self. And what I did was I went online live every single day for three weeks. And I took these humans on a journey of finding their most authentic selves, of living the truth, of finding their core values, of living in integrity with their core values. And over right now we have over a thousand humans um, who did the True Power online course. And it was never a course that you could just do on your own. It was always with me live every single day. And I think this was a very, very big um this was different than other people maybe do online courses as well and how I really found my very own way of like this is working for me I'm connected to them um, I'm connected to every single human and yeah it was such an honor we did seven rounds seven rounds of true power and every single time was so special and so unique and yeah, I was really living my dream life back then. Um, that's why the, the whole phase two is like ready to take off. I'm living my dream life. Many online course, courses. I as well wrote my own cookbook um, in German, plant-based with 40 recipes. Um, I co-founded the company with my ex-partner and we had over 30 employees pretty, pretty fast. And so then I... Um, we were as well back and forth, Bali, Berlin, Bali, Berlin, Bali, Berlin. And I really fell in love with Bali. And when we were back in Germany, I had an accident. Um, 
it it was yeah i had an accident a car was um driving over my foot and it was it was wild it was it was an accident and it, it wasn't yeah it was it was pretty pretty weird but what was so interesting was my foot was injured but nothing was broken but it was like the whole soul piece it was like a soul awakening moment where i understood i can't do this anymore in this way this was just all too much the pressure was just too much everything just became too much and simultaneously feel intimate with my employees because intimacy is one of my core values and i always loved being very connected to my employees and to the people who support me in my purpose in my dharma and that's of course not possible with 30 employees so um it was such an amazing time we had so much fun and we had so much like so many people just supporting what we do and it was it was brilliant it was amazing and then um my ex-partner realized hey i actually i actually want to like have a have just a few people supporting me and that's it i just actually don't want to work to just then pay the employees and then the whole the whole purpose of dharma of like being in service to the humans was almost becoming less because the main the main work then was just paying the employees and it's almost like failing the actual the actual service of like being in service to to these humans that you're working with um and so what i learned here is steady growth is everything slow and steady slow and steady growth so your nervous system your mindset the people who you're working with they can all grow with you and of course everything was perfect as it was because you know it needed to happen in a certain way to um, for the teachings and learnings that i received and that we received so in this accident i knew this is it i can't do it anymore and i knew i need to go back to bali um my ex-partner came with me um but then as well pretty pretty soon we realized um the way together is not aligned anymore and so we we split and we had a very conscious breakup and this was a very challenging time especially saying goodbye to so many employees um and not being able to keep the company thriving keep the company going uh, it was it was hard for sure and letting go of on the one side that old identity and that old business um, that i loved as well so so much letting go of these amazing humans and at the same time i knew it's right it's just right truth changes over time and yeah it's it was a very a time full of expansion full of living dreams but as it was as well showing how fast things can grow where it's actually about hey wait a minute wait a minute with all of the success do i actually want this is this still aligned with my core values and i think the louder the louder it becomes and the more people are involved the more different needs are as well put on to you as the leader the more pressure likely you feel as a leader as it, definitely i felt the pressure and i think that wasn't so easy to manage like my own regulation my own health my own joy my own um yeah, my own balance. I, I had a sense giving and receiving was not in balance anymore. I was just giving and giving and giving and giving and putting myself out there. And things were expanding. My money mindset was expanding. My team was expanding. Everything was expanding. And I, I, ha I researched, I remember I researched a lot around success. I researched a lot around how do I, like, how, like, how do I, maintain grounded how do i maintain centered in this time of expansion and so the accident was actually perfect because the accident was like hey 
just take a break, just take a full break. You can't do this like that anymore. <sighs> Exhale. So I was flying to Bali, break up. I was five days in a silent retreat and breathwork found me in that time. And it was all about regulating my own nervous system, being in silence with myself, realizing I love being with myself. I just missed the silence. I just missed, I just, I just missed likely clearer boundaries and my very own unique way of doing business, my very own unique way of leading a company, my very own unique way of doing what I love to do. And the connection to my clients as well in a very, in a very intimate way. So phase number three, my loves, is just Lua in Bali. It was, it was interesting because I lost people who were so close to me, including my ex-partner. Even if it was a conscious breakup, it was like, wow, this, this new chapter is very, very different. It was just me. I found my favorite villa. It was beautiful. I did my very, very first own teacher training and it was called True Power Ausbildung in Germany, True Power Teacher Training. And 58 women, we had like over 300 applications and we said yes to 58 women. And these 58 women, I worked only with women back then. It was, it was unbelievable. It was showing me, hey Loa, you can just do it in your very own unique way. And it was important because it was about, it's beautiful to co-create. And still your journey of Dharma and your journey of purpose is a very, very personal story. It's you, it's you sharing your gift. When I think about Dharma, what is Dharma? Dharma is your highest form of joy, your highest form of joy combined with your highest form of service. And my very own teacher training definitely felt like that. So five women were staying with me from 30 employees. I was shrinking my very own team then to five. And it was, oh, it was like a nourishing time of having my whole focus on this small group of humans. There was so much more intimacy. There was so much more connection. And with breath work and falling in love with breath work, I as well started to be student again, learning everything about breath work. I was showing up in so many circles and just supported for free. And it felt really good after this very successful, busy and loud time and being out there in the world and having a filmmaker and a cutter and like so many humans worked with me of just being a student again and learning and simultaneously as well being teacher. So I was teacher and student simultaneously, which kept me really balanced. And I lived a very balanced life. I was working out again, really, really. It was almost like in, these, in this time of expansion, um, even when I had a personal trainer back then, and it felt like a very successful time, when I truly look, I was happier in phase number three, in, in like, you know, doing, doing the things in my very own unique way and teaching everything I learned on my journey of guiding people to the truth. So this, this teacher training went six months. And in that same time, um, I became a breath worker and I participated in a 400 hour breathwork training and showed up a lot in supporting breathwork circles and learning everything about the power of breath. Um, and that combination felt really beautiful. I was working out, I was breathing a lot, I was regulating my nervous system, a lot of time for my dreams. I was starting to play handpan, I was starting to um, play djembe and drumming. Um, I was supporting sound healing circles, did my sound healing uh, training. I 
I supported many cacao ceremonies and played handpan there and just a lot of music and community and healing and yeah it was it was a pretty pretty nourishing chapter pretty nourishing chapter of hmm I even started to paint in that time so it was like you know more time just more time for my hobbies um and more time for myself and I, I cooked a lot just for myself. I was happy single. Like I just loved being with myself in that time. <sighs> so that was phase three, Lua in Bali, my very own teacher training and being student again and learning a new skill and really embodying a new skill. And so whilst learning that new skill and being a breath worker now and supporting many, many circles, phase number four, was now the whole like deepening into Bali chapter. I, I loved Bali since, since so many years, like five years, it was my home on and off. And like after two or three years, that was then in 2021 um, or 2020, I guess in 2020, I was like, I wanna, I wanna stay here. I wanna live long-term in Bali, Bali's my home. And it already felt like that. But then phase four was almost like the, the deepening. It was the chapter of grounding and deepening. It was a chapter of um, I was building my own wooden house in Bali, which was a big commitment. I lived in community. I co-created a place for breathwork and I co-teached breathwork trainings. I held a lot of space. I held a lot of circles and I held as well my very first Rhythm of Truth retreats in Bali. And many of you were already traveling to Bali to either... Um, be with me in my breathwork circles or be with me in my rhythm of truth retreats. And so it was a, it was a very mature chapter of like grounding in, building a house, co-creating a community and just sustainably giving and being so devoted in co-creating that place and that community and I, you know, I, I met so many beautiful humans in this time with that decision in staying long-term in Bali. Like if I look back my last birthday, for example, I had so many, like the room was just full with nervous system specialists, breath workers, healers, sound alchemists, uh, osteopaths. And the room was just full with emotional intelligence and people who really, yeah, who are really having a high level of consciousness, I would say. And I met just a lot of people. I would say that the Bali bubble is like so many experts are coming to Bali, living there and finding each other as well to exchange their skills and to co-create together. And that was really, really beautiful. I learned like so much about the nervous system, about trauma, about the sensitivity of, you know, as well, every single human. I learned a lot about authentic relating, about Tantra, like so many workshops, so many skills, so many beautiful humans that were exchanging their medicines. And so it was a really, really beautiful mature chapter and the online world became very very quiet I needed to focus so much on everything I was building offline that even my team I had many things just on pause and I was at capacity because because of what was going on offline and building my house and co-creating the community I had many responsibilities and with that I, I kind of paused my very own unique things online and my team even, and my team felt it. My team was like, hey, Lua, where are you? And I just, I was at capacity. I, I just couldn't take on more. And I understand as well, like now looking back, it's, it's unbelievable. Um, and it was important. It was so important. It was almost like for 
this whole online time of like so many online courses and the 30 employees and da 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 it was like an exhale of just being so in the flow of Bali, learning about the culture, learning Bahasa, the language there, um, and just cultivating so many deep, deep friendships with amazing people. So yeah, I really fell in love with Bali. I, in my very own personal journey, I worked as well a lot with shamans and plant medicine, which was the deepest deepening if there is something deeper than deep it was the yeah it was I just I'm almost like having my hands in prayer right now it's yeah I'm so grateful that plant medicine found me and I had the honor to work one-on-one with a shaman and um yet yeah, really it really changed a lot in my life it really changed a lot in my life and you know looking back back then in germany i wasn't ready i wasn't ready for plant medicine and this journey is as well not for everyone so i don't want to normalize it at all I just felt the calling since already three years and I prepared, I prepared with breath work and many, many other medicines to, yeah, to really be invited, um, to be invited by a shaman and receive such potent initiations that I will be grateful for the rest of my life. In that same time, I met the love of my life, Brady. Brady and I fell in love and we had four days in Bali to really get to know each other and then met in New Zealand. After him being four months back in Canada, he's Canadian. And so we met four months later, we, we did four months um long distance and learned so much about each other mentally emotionally spiritually and then we met in New Zealand to meet each other physically and be together and live together and so much co-creation wanted to come through that love we started to write poems every single morning and we co-created our podcast I don't know if you know it already um, the Home Vibration Podcast. I will, I will, um, I will put the link to the Home Vibration Podcast into the show notes, so you can have a, you can listen to that if you wish. We as well share about our whole story there, and we are about to as well launch season number two. So the Home Vibration Podcast was like our whole getting to know story is there right now and it almost seems like we're expanding into a next phase in our relationship and um yeah thinking about recording very soon our very first episode um and naming it season two so if you wish to listen to another podcast with my man then um go into the show notes and check it out we co-created an online course about the art of relating where we share everything we learned about relating in our relationship and really this this new way of love and what's what's possible in love because i didn't know what what's what was possible until i met brady i didn't know how effortless and beautiful relating can be how much passion and harmony there can be simultaneously in a relationship until i met brady and so we co-created that online course and so this relationship became then part of my dharma as well and that's why i'm mentioning it here as well because sometimes we meet humans and there's such a strong connection that we just know we're co-creating dharma together we, we are in purpose together brady as well um was in our rhythm of truth retreats and it was beautiful to hold space together and i have a sense that many many more retreats and courses are coming in the future um and right now we are both just very very much focusing on our very own unique purpose to then come together again in the next years and so 
Coming to the last phase, which is now, the transition of that was very, very interesting. First, like it was, you know, I met the love of my life and then simultaneously the end of the Bali chapter was incredibly painful and the most challenging chapter of my life. I was letting go of my house and I sold my house and I, yeah, said goodbye to that community. And um, yeah, there's still, there's still vulnerability as I'm speaking these, these words as, as it's as well fresh. It's just a few months ago and I really, it took me a while to, to build myself up again and to, to really, mm, yeah, to really understand, to really understand. So there was, there was a, a, a huge flip side in this chapter of like, I'm, I'm with the love of my life and I couldn't be happier. And the end of the chapter in Bali was incredibly painful, as I said. And um, so holding both was almost very confusing as well. I'm like, am I, I'm, I'm happy and so fulfilled here and it's so painful and hurtful there. And it was like both can be there simultaneously. Um, one very, very beautiful expansion in that whole chapter was that Florence, who is with me now since years, we worked online and she was already she started her journey in the team where I had 30 employees. So she started her internship in that time and, um, and then came to Bali, became a breath worker and, um, yeah, lived next to me and now became the company manager of team Loa, my, my company. And we are managing the company together and, it's been it's been such a such a big expansion and deepening into the intimacy of our friendship to co-create the business in this way and so that was like so so beautiful that to give her such a big piece of my soul i i never thought about you know co-leading my very own unique company and with her, it, it was just different. We have such a strong connection. We as well share a tattoo um, together. And it's just, it just feels like we're here to co-create this dharma. And it's the most beautiful gift, honestly. And this as well, like the learning in that is as painful, sometimes the endings of a chapter can be when one door is closing, there are five doors opening. And this is really what I saw the whole time. This last ending of the chapter was a lot about receiving support, receiving support, receiving support. I had many, many humans who were standing up for me. Like I was just in awe. I was really in awe of the support I was receiving from the community. And um, yeah, in the same time, Florence was expanding into, into the company manager in our team. <sighs> so phase number five is now, and I call it back to the roots and hello world. And it truly feels like that because I'm coming back to Germany and I'm starting in Cologne with the event in devotion to truth and i'm 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 bringing all of my medicines everything i've learned in this eight years i'm bringing it back to where i was born and it feels like it feels like it's it's all coming to to a circle you know everything is finding its place everything is is expanding and and grounding in the perfect shape right now and sydney right now is just a miracle that we ended up here because it's it's just right it's building up my soul it's refreshing it's nourishing and i i keep remembering who i am here really and it, it's almost like here in sydney now i have community in bali who are as well 
a lot of them are just speaking English. My man is Canadian, so I have somehow as well people from Canada listening. And I have a large community in Germany and now crowning into Sydney. So it's truly this feeling of expanding into the world and at the same time starting with going back to the roots and that feels so 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 right like coming back to germany and being on a tour there we will be in cologne in berlin in munich and in hamburg and yeah i will really share a lot of workshops around breathwork around leadership around expressing truth and embodying truth and what that actually means and so if you want to be part of the Germany tour, I will put that into the show notes as well. I would love to see you there, especially if you're part of my German community and you have been listening to my True Power podcast back then. It's such an honor to have you here now and um, to have you, yeah, to, to have you close. And it would be so beautiful to squeeze you and say hello in person. Oh, so I'm really in this phase of coming back, finding my joy, finding my balance, finding my dharma again, and, and really seeing this, this whole journey of dharma and seeing the, the challenges and the beauty and the, the change in all of this and in me, that's just incredible. So if I'm bringing it back to six learnings, and we're coming to an end here in this episode right now, the six learnings I had on this journey of, of Dharma. The very first one is truth changes over time. You are changing over time. Allow that change. I, I tattooed on my body, she's fluid. And with she's fluid, this whole tattoo was all around I go where the flow takes me. I go where the flow of Dharma takes me. And I let go what's not serving me anymore. And I believe when we are in service to the highest form of our own truth, that life will show up. Life will meet us halfway. So allow this change. Allow that you are changing. What is inspiring to you is changing who's supporting you is changing. Your desires are changing. Your awareness is changing. And for me, I was so many things. I was so many Loas in these eight years. You know, I, I wrote, you know, I co-created one book and I wrote my own cookbook. Uh, so I'm an author. And then I can say I'm a podcaster and I'm a breath worker and I'm a speaker. I did my speaking trainings and I was on stage a lot and spoke on in many podcasts and on many stages. In the end, I'm Lua and my medicines are changing over time. And what is what was and is so important for me is that I allow that change to free my soul. I allow that change to to feel alive, to, to listen deeply almost and to not, to not build my own prison into something that is actually not aligned anymore. And I think that's super, super important. And as well, why I'm now again in this, oh, I'm starting a new podcast, you know, because I love podcasting, but podcasting only in German wasn't aligned anymore. So I'm starting a new podcast in English. And maybe I can have another one where Florence, the company manager, is interviewing me in the True Power podcast. Maybe we are even bringing that old podcast alive for my German community. So allow change is the number one learning. The number two sacred learning on this journey of dharma is if you live from your heart and follow your truth if you truly live from your heart and you truly follow your truth there will always be people who support you this is my experience every single time i'm opening up every single time I'm expressing truth every single time I'm speaking up. 
and I'm honoring my truth and I'm honoring my heart's truth and my heart's desires and what my heart is saying, every single time I'm speaking that, there were always people who supported me, always. And people who, who came really, really close and had such a big impact on my life. I will forever be grateful for the support, for the co-creations, everything. And I had many of those who were very, very close to me. And then it wasn't aligned anymore. But what I learned is if I live from my heart and if I follow my truth, there will always be people who support me on this journey. Number three, what seems like a failure in the moment when you think I failed or this was a failure, very, very oftentimes it is the biggest chance, the biggest repatching and the biggest evolution. Like ending the chapter in Bali and being in Sydney now, it feels like the biggest spiritual evolution I've ever been on. But it feels grounded in my soul. It feels grounded in my truth. And with biggest, I don't mean higher, faster, faster, higher, higher, higher. With biggest, I mean most impactful in such a way that you know this is just right. What seems like a failure is your biggest chance. If you have a, if you have the feeling of like you are on the ground right now and you don't know, I'm just telling you, build yourself up again, step by step, take this chance. It's never too late to start from zero. It's never too late to, to start a new life to start a new you and come back to your truth and find yourself in a new way. And this is leading me to learning number four. Learning number four is, it's you. It's you versus you. You need to build yourself up again. You need to build your own stage, especially in the beginning or if you have a sense like, oh, this was a big failure or I was on the ground and in the darkness and in the hole and I didn't know how to come out. Seek support, speak your truth, speak what's going on in your life and step by step in honor, in honor to what you have to give, in honor to your truth, build yourself up again. And I think what's important is there will be people, especially when you're successful and things are running and things are growing and things are going well, there will be people who invite you, who, who want you, who want to co-create with you, who give you a stage. And you're like, oh my God, thank you for the stage. Thank you for co-creating with me. What I learned is Never lose the connection to your own inner center because of someone else. Never lose the connection to your very own unique gift. Never lose the connection to your heart's truth. Let your heart guide you. It's you. And it's almost like it's beautiful to co-create and it's beautiful to, to feed and nourish the togetherness absolutely. But the togetherness is only true if you can be yourself, if you can be 100% yourself. I watched a documentary from Brene Brown uh, on, on Netflix and she was saying something about belonging that touched my soul on, on such a deep level. And she said, belonging doesn't require you to change who you are. Belonging, true belonging, requires you to be who you are. Belonging doesn't require you to fit in and thinking, oh, I shouldn't talk about that and I should talk like this and I should behave like this and I should wear this. True belonging requires you to be who you are. So be who you are, it's you. 
Don't lose the connection to yourself. Sacred learning number five is do your best. Do your very best. And your best can look very, very different than someone else's best. Don't compare yourself. Do your best. Do your best. Show up in excellence. But stay gentle with yourself at the same time. You know, in this, in this ending chapter of selling my house and leaving the community in Bali, oh my God, I cried so much. It was the most challenging time of my life, honestly. And I had a sensitivity in my nervous system that I've never experienced before in my life. I, hmm, I needed to be so gentle with myself. My emotional and mental health needed recovery. And if you need recovery, emotional, mentally, physically or spiritually, stay gentle. Be gentle with yourself and do your best. And know that life is meeting you halfway, 100%. Are you ready for the last learning? <laughs> the very last sacred learning on my chapter of Dharma or on my, on my journey of Dharma is that all departments in your life are growing with you. Your business, your relationships, everything in your life is growing together. And it's almost like we sometimes just want to have business tips or we just want to have nervous system tips or just fitness or just food or just relationship tips or whatever. And that's beautiful. My way it was and always will be is seeing life very, very holistic and seeing how one department is impacting the other. And that is so fascinating for me, the, the complexity of health. The complexity of health. It's truly, it's fascinating to see how your emotional health is impacting your mental health, is impacting your physical health, is impacting how you feel in your life. And when your business is growing, guess what? your relationships, your um, mindset, how you treat money, how you treat your body, everything is growing and changing and evolving together. So seeing all as one, as in, an hol in, a, in a holistic approach, and this is as well what I teach and what I live is, it's the most important thing for me. And seeing when, when one thing becomes a little too much, maybe just focus on the other department and see how everything is evolving again. And so I'm just summarizing for you. Allow change. Live from your heart and follow your truth. And there will always be people who support you. What seems like a failure is very, very often the biggest chance and your biggest spiritual evolution. Never lose the connection to your own inner center because of someone else. Do your very best, show up in excellence and stay gentle with yourself. Honor that all departments in your life are evolving with each other and are interconnected. And I think that's it. I think these are my sacred learnings in building Dharma in a healthy, sustainable way. And with that, I mean your highest form of joy and your highest form of service are coming together and making that as your North Star, your highest form of joy and your highest form of service 
and reflecting on that over and over and over again and allowing allowing yourself to fall and stand up again and to fall and stand up again and end the chapter and start a new one. My loves, I would love to hear from you how this episode is landing. If you like that episode, I would love to hear, to see a rating on iTunes or Spotify or to even read a comment. Um, if you liked it, please share it with your friends, family on Instagram. Maybe if you wish, send me a message on Instagram, lua.helzer, if this was helpful and supportive for you. And I'm just sending you so much love, so much love from Sydney. And I'm already looking forward to be with you in the next episode and wishing you a beautiful, beautiful day wherever you are in the world. So much love to you. We are young.